Evening all. Sorry I'm running a little bit late this evening. It's been a particularly busy Monday. Lots going on as there always is. Uh, live on TikTok as per usual. We're recording it as well um, for the podcast and of course we are answering questions in the lounge. So for those of you that have got a family law question to ask, by all means put your hand up and far away. I also try to um, Hey Jill, also try to answer as many questions as I possibly can on the TikTok as well. So, but they do come through quite thick and fast, but I will do my best. No, right. okay, I'm going to go to the next quote person with the hand up who's Dyson, Dyson391. Going to invite you up to talk. Hey Dyson, what's your question? Hi, can you hear me? Yeah. Hi, um, I, I'm currently going through um, divorce at the minute. It's been three years in the making at yeah. the moment, a lot of to and from. Um, my my ex husband is um, or was military. Yeah. Um, I've been informed that as he left the service in March um, and was receiving gratuity payment as well as his pensions, that I'd be entitled to fifty percent of the gratuity. Um, we've now had correspondence back from his solicitors um, stating that it was expected that he would have had a payout of £40,000 on gratuity, but that I'm not entitled to any because he has spent it. Right. Um, I'm just wondering whether that does void my entitlement to the gratuity. Um, and he's also declined the offer that we put in in regard to the pension as well on his, which I think was based at a 36% on one pension and a 20% on the other pension as well. Um, so we've been married for 16 years, all in all, um, and he's, he's had a full military career of 24 years. Um, and we're not going to take into account the eight years or so prior to us getting married. Have you got um, a solicitor, Dyson? Adam? Have you got a solicitor? I have, yes. Yeah. Um, my solicitors have literally just sent me an email and said, could we have your thoughts on, on what how you want to proceed um they're they're eager for us to get an actuary report for the pensions um but at the moment i've gone back to my solicitors this morning and stated that i'm not not really happy with just going on hearsay from his solicitors of the forty thousand pounds worth of debt has been accumulated and therefore spent that i would like some hard fact evidence um on this so um, so i said if i can just if i can just jump in so the law around pensions is very clear okay all contributions that he's made during the lifetime of the marriage and any cohabitation if there was cohabitation before marriage will be divided 50 50 okay um, if okay. you told your solicitor that he had a pension before his lump sum payout was received, then they are legally obliged to do something about that. If the money's gone, the money is gone, unfortunately. Okay, so the court won't make any order with regards to money if he spent it. My question would be, obviously, when you gave your instructions, was the money spent at that time? But the law, the law, the law's pretty simple on that. Um, and of course, if he is claiming, and, and your solicitor should have told you all this really, if you, if sorry, if he is claiming that this is a 16 year marriage, but he's 24 years military, then he's insinuating that eight years of those are premarital assets, then you need to get an actuary's report. And the actuary will then be able to take away those eight years of premarital assets. Yeah. All right? Yeah, I, I think the, 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 the problem is with the um, actual the gratuity part of it, um, as we've done for me prior to that, 
Um, and it seems to be that um, you know he's done a lot of disposal of assets after the immediate separation and, and debt within his own name. Uh, he knew that he was forecast to get X, Y, and Z amount of money. Um, you know, and, and that's where where it's at now. So, uh, yeah, it, it is a little bit of a difficult one because I'm not really getting any advice from my solicitors. Yeah, I think I think that's key, really, isn't it? I mean, when when a solicitor writes to you and said. You know, says here's a letter from the other side. We'd be grateful of your thoughts. That's basically code for we don't really know what to tell you, um, and it's probably a good sign that that you need to be um, maybe seeking alternative advice. But essentially, if what you're now telling me is that he's 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 spending money, then this matter needs to get before the court quick smart. I wouldn't be hanging about yeah. negotiating with the other side. All right. Mm -hmm. um, am I within my right to ask for evidence of supporting invoices, debt that has been paid? Yes. If it's a marital asset, yes. And that's why he's used the yeah. money. Absolutely. Fabulous. Um, because the next step that I'm looking at taking is to actually take it to court. Um, since he, he left the army and he moved in with his new partner, and I believe that we may have to redo all of the formies if yeah, we go to court. Absolutely. Yeah, they'll have to be updated, which means they'll have to be within the last three months. Yeah. Just Is that just within the last three months or from the last time we disclosed... Our, our no, no, your for me, your for me must be dated within three months of you making your application. So if they're older than that, they'll have to be redone. Fabulous. All right. That, that's brilliant. No yes, problem. that is absolutely perfect. Thank you ever so much Thanks. for that. That's Thanks. okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, Kel, you are next up. Whoops. Can you, can you hear me now? I can, yeah. What's your question, oh. Kel? Someone's put on the, on the children's forum and it's really worried me. They put something on about... Um, a father can just be put on the birth certificate by just contacting, obviously, where you register the birth and they'll just put them on it. Is that true? I don't think so, no. No, I don't think that is true. Has the birth certificate already been um, sorted? Have you got the birth yeah, certificate? Yeah, in 2019. Yeah, so then it'll have to be changed by way of a court order. Court order? Yeah. And then yeah. will they want to see that he's trying to make contact with him, like I said, because he stopped the video no. calling? Will they no. want to see that he's... No, because you don't, you don't get put on the birth certificate simply because you've got, um, you, you're having contact. You get put on the birth certificate because you are the biological father. So yeah. unless, unless you contest it, Cal... Um, if you no, can test, parents... he's got he's got the DNA through CSA. Ah, right, okay. Well, then, yeah, he'll get he'll get his court order. I mean, it might be that they don't amend the birth certificate; they just give him parental responsibility by way of a court order. And what, by having birth, by having um, parental responsibility, what what rights does that give them? Does that give him the right to stop me from going on holiday or from choosing his when he goes to school? Does that make no. you choose? No, no. I mean, going to school needs to be shared. That's a joint decision between parents. And if obviously you can't come to any sort of um, agreement between you both, it could go on to court. But no, it, it, it's not It's not that he can stop you from doing things. Not, not unreasonably withhold his consent, for example, to take the child on holiday. No, the court wouldn't allow that. They wouldn't allow that, right. So I shouldn't be worried about him going on it, really. Then it, it's not going to make any difference to me. No, no, not not really. No, it just means that, you know, when it comes to the bigger decisions like education, he'll have to be consulted about the school. But as I say, if you can't agree, then you just make an application to the court. And when would you do that? By in time for the school, though, for him to get a place? Well, I don't know. I mean, you, it takes you three months to get a court date. So you just work back from there. 
Right, so when it's time to apply for the schools, if you don't agree, then you just do that then? Yeah, absolutely, that's when you do it. And so it's a while off, but I'm obviously uh, thinking about it because, I, yeah. you know, he doesn't live in the area and, I, and I, obviously I'm a single mum, so I live in this area, so we're yeah. in two completely different areas. So yeah. that, That'll give you more weight to your case as well because you're the main parent, so it makes more sense for the child to go to a school in your area. Yeah. Okay. okay, that's fine. That's like say, someone's just put on the forum and they said, oh, you can just apply to the registration office and they'll just put your name on it. No, I think there's a bit more to it than that, if I'm honest, Cal. They won't tell the mother you've been put on it and she won't know and then she'll have to pay for a new certificate. I'm like, can't that copyright? right? <laughs> it's not, no. All right, then. All right. Thanks Thank for your you. question. Bye-bye. <laughs> um, Lynn, you are next up. Whenever you're ready, what's your question? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I spoke to you about my ex husband's belongings a while ago. Um, I sent him an email um, six weeks ago now. Um, he sent an email straight back and said, because I said I would get rid of his belongings as I see fit, because he hasn't collected them. I've had them for four months now. Yeah. Um, and he, said, he sent an email straight back and said that he would take me to court if I got rid of his uh, belongings. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard any more. The deadline's approaching now. Um, it's the 1st of October, the deadline. I spoke to a solicitor last week for a free a free, free half an hour um, and they advised me to uh, put another deadline on till the 31st of October. But I just think that defeats the you know purpose of me putting the first deadline on. Um, do I put another deadline on, send him another email or do I just keep to the 1st of October? How long has he been gone, Lynn? Four months. And when did you write to him to give him the first deadline? Six weeks ago. Okay. So, and is he living somewhere else that he can pick up his he's stuff? Living, he's living in another county. He's, no, what, he's, what he's, I meant was where he's living now, um, yeah. he's not sort of in the back of his car, so to speak. So he can pick up his belongings and he's got somewhere to put them, is what I meant. Yes, he yes. has, yes. yes. So, yes. well, then I would stick to your original deadline. What was the reasoning given by the solicitor to extend it to the 31st of October? Well, because she said um, you have to give him a week's notice, get right to him again and give him a week's notice um, um, to say that there's a week, the deadline's coming up, and just as a goodwill gesture, give him oh. until the 31st of October. Well, then... But it's up to you, really. You've given him six weeks. Yeah. I mean, by all means, write again to say that you've got a week, although he's got yeah. less than a week now. Because if it's less than a week now, Saturday. yeah. I wanted to sort of find out first before I wrote it. Yeah. Just I mean, to see if... Look, if... There's, no, there's, no, there's no strategy here. His stuff is in your house and you want it out. You know, there's no yeah, well, exact science as to whether it's I mean, seven days, 14 yeah. days. I think six weeks, common sense would prevail and say that that's plenty. Uh, right, so even if he week. did take me to court, he wouldn't stand a chance if I got rid of it. I don't know what he'd take you to court for. I yeah, don't, I don't know what he'd because take, he because he he's claiming that he was homeless for these three months, but now I know that he was living with his with a new partner. And this is why um, I say, Lynn, as long as you so, know that he's got somewhere to put the stuff, yeah, then that's okay. Yeah. You're not making any unreasonable demands on him. I think you'll be fine. Right. Okay, then All I'll right. do that. Thank okay, you. lovely. Thank Bye. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Emmy Wilson, you are next up. What's your question? Hi, can you hear me? I can. Oh, that's perfect. Um, I think I spoke to you the other day and I sent you an email as well. Um, 
of course, we're going back to court because I had to apply for another C100. But I just want to ask, because I thought I wasn't sure if I was able to do this, to also make an application for an enforcement order because since the beginning, um, the ex has just completely disregarded the order. I don't, she, she doesn't completely understand it when it's not in her way. She just blames me and makes accusations, says that I don't understand the order, but it's clear in black and white. So though I've made the application for the C100, am I still able to make an application for the enforcement order for all the times that she's breached the order? What's the order that you have uh, um, currently? Is it a children's order? Yeah, so currently and, and there's allows, a child arrangement order. And it, it allows you to have contact with the child? Uh, well, it's split 50-50. Okay, and she's in breach of that because she doesn't allow you to have contact? No, she's in breach of that is just in terms of everything, in terms of um, recitals, in terms of the order. It's but, just constantly breached. What, in, yeah, but she how, feels she does, how is what I'm asking you? How is she breaching it? Pardon? How is she breaching it? Is what I'm oh, asking so in you. in terms of in terms of the days and allocations and after half terms and school holidays, it, it's set in a way where well, after this half term, the child goes back to the other parents and so on. But to her, she finds it easier to for it to be Friday to Friday. So she has convinced herself and everybody that it's Friday to Friday. And there are other things in the order, such as educational, religious matters. I mean, it's just non-stop where she's just constantly breached it. Uh, days where she's supposed to return there, she hasn't. Um, she's just constantly breached it. So, um, so I don't when, know if I when should... you made when you made your C100 application recently, what was that for? Because mm -hmm. you already have an order. So what was that for? That was for a variation of the order. Okay. Um, it, it probably would have been easier to just uh, uh, make an application to breach. I mean, your oh, reason okay. to want to vary the existing order is because she's breaching it. Okay. So I wouldn't. I don't think you necessarily need to do another application. C79. I think just when okay. you get to court on this one, you would say, I'm, I'm making an application to vary based on the fact okay. that she's breaching the first one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Lisa, you are next up whenever you're ready. What's your question? Yes, hi. Hello. Hi, I was wondering, um, my husband, well, my ex-husband-to-be, um, we have a few properties together, but our main residence he is currently residing in. Um, does he have first say as to buy me out of that property? Um, are you living in England or Wales? Or is, are you in uh, Northern Ireland. Yeah, so I, I would, I'll only be able to tell you what we do in England and Wales, okay? I've got no idea about Northern Ireland. Right, OK. OK. Um, so it's not as if he has first right to it. We're going to be deciding upon the assets that are available, who's entitled yeah. to what. OK. So, um, I mean, I am in a position to buy him out, So, but I, he doesn't reply to any of the solicitor's letters. Um, so I'm just wondering what what... What do we do in that situation? Well, it, it, again, if it was if it was here, I'd be saying we'll make a court application because the court right. application is, is needed now to resolve the finances. He's not Perfect. willing to, to resolve the finances. And as part of that, you are saying I can buy you out of your share. Now, he can yeah. either accept that or buy you out. And if he can't afford to, well, then the judges, well, here, the judge will probably say, well, then let her buy you out. 
Okay, and um, so that option would, if I was in England, would be the first option before it, where the house would go on the market. Um, no, no, because as I say, it will depend on what the needs of the party are. So that the property may never get placed on the market, depending upon what the needs of the party are. All right. So it, we we would start at A, and Lisa, you've yeah. jumped in at about P. Do you know what I mean? So the, there's right. a there's a whole other series of steps first because we're going to look at the relationship, length of marriage, children, age of parties, health, etc. Then we're going to look at the assets. Then we'll look at the liabilities. Then we're going to put forward a proposal as to what's fair and reasonable. And then as right. part of that proposal, we look to how we achieve that. And that may yes. be that he keep the house or you keep the house. But it certainly wouldn't right. be our starting point. Yeah, no, no, we've been going through this, but he just ignores everything. Our, my um, children are 18 and 20. They're both at university. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, he owns his own company. He should probably have the money to afford to buy me out, but he's just um, refusing to answer anything, unfortunately. So we're, we're, you know, we've been separated for three years now. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just a sort of to try and push things up the road and, you know, get the ball moving because <laughs> it's been a wee bit, you know, it's been a while yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, so a, definitely a court application. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go spending any more money trying to get the solicitors to negotiate if he's not responding. Just just Excellent. take him to court. Yeah, awesome. Listen, I appreciate your help. Thank no you. No worries. Thanks, Lisa. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Uh, Tynus, you are next up. What's your question? Hi there, legal queen. Uh, I'm sorry, probably that's going to sound silly question, but I just got one question. So we've been in the court for nearly over the year now, and we have got the final hearing on the 31st of January, but I just received the paperwork from my ex-partner solicitor, obviously the father of our son, and he's not going to be represented by the solicitor, and from now on he's representing by himself. Do you know why that can be? Um, could be a variety of reasons. It could be cost. It could be that he just doesn't get on with the solicitor. Okay, because it's, it seems to be like really, really strange. Like up until now, he had the solicitor, and I, I know he has got the money. But from now on, like since last Friday, he's just not going to be represented. Can he be not represented by anybody but on the final court? Is that correct? Yes, if he chooses to self-represent, that's fine. Oh, okay. So it's it's just a normal. It's nothing weird that he's suddenly not represent. He's represented by himself. No, that's fine. It 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 happens all the time where people, as I say, the normal reason is that they just run out of money, so then they can't keep instructing their solicitor, um, and they just decide I, to represent themselves. I see. All right. I I, just, I was just worried, so that's why I'm asking this no question. Worries. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Bye bye. Yeah. Nana nine, you are up next. What's your question? Hi, hi. Um, what well, quick question? Um, I spoke to you, I think, a few weeks ago in regards to my his ex husband to be. Yeah. Um, we've just exchanged form E's. Um, and because he was delaying the whole mediation process the last four months, but I've seen this form E, um, and he's been taking out credit cards and loans. Yeah. In these with within these five uh, four months, even after. The decree nice I was issued. Yeah. So am I liable for that? I, I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to not pay me spousal maintenance, saying that he's got a lot of liabilities. Yeah. Um, 
But where do I stand with that? You're not liable for his credit cards. They're in his name. And they've happened yeah, post-separation. So you're not liable for that debt, no. But um, if I take him to court, will they actually say, oh, well, he's got a lot of outgoing, so it's going to be less less for me, potentially? Potentially, yeah, because obviously they're going to look at what you need and they're going to look at what he's got available. But do they take into account that he's done that out of spite like, after like four months no. trying to dip? Trying no. to go to mediation? No, but, but it, will, it will just be a case of he's got this debt and, and what has he got available to help you out with spousal maintenance. And another, another quick question is, I'm trying to look for another solicitor, um, but I just want your opinion. Um, the, the original one I had was a, just a, a, a bit like an associate, so a solicitor, but I was told to go with a partner. Is that something that i should that, do that depends on your case so a partner is going to be way more experienced than an associate yeah but they're also going to be a lot more expensive per hourly rate all right so if your case is so complex that you feel you need a partner because an mm -hmm. associate might not be able to understand then do that and could i apply for a cost order after potentially you speak you'll speak to your solicitor about that because that's where you need to know a few more details about the case yeah. Okay then, thank you very much. You're Thanks. welcome. Bye, bye bye. Jane Winters, you are up next. What's your question? I will try and get a few TikTok questions as well. Sorry guys. Um Jane, uh, what's your question? Hi, uh, yes. Um my 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 soon to be ex husband took my son from me in February this year. I got an emergency court application form filled out, granted the court hearing. The judge ordered um, our child to come back to me on a shared care arrangement, which we which we've always had before. Um, then we had the second court hearing. The judge ordered a section seven report to be done. Um, and Dad was saying there were serious safeguarding issues. Nothing yeah. has come back from that. Everything's clear. Yeah. Um, and then the judge at the second hearing said that um, he's ordering... He, first of all, he said, are you happy with the Section 7 report, Mum? And I said, well, not really. There are a few discrepancies. He asked Dad if he was happy. And, and basically, the CAFCAS officer said, keep everything the same on shared care. And Dad said, yeah, I'm happy with the shared care. Let's just go with that. And then the judge said, well, I'm not happy with that. And I'm ordering an addendum report to be done. Yeah. Um, and I want to see you back here in so many weeks' time. And yeah. I thought, why would you... Why, why would the judge not go with the shared care still if dad was happy with that? But I was, I just, I don't know because I've never been in this situation before. So if dad's taken the child and then you make an emergency application and the child's returned to you, at what point did it go shared care? Um, at the first hearing, dad asked for extra days um, to make it equal on the days, the sh so it's shared. Um, so, sorry, not shared. So it's equal days because I used to have four and Dad had three. And she said, "I can see a power struggle happening here, so I'm going to give Dad an extra day." And from the last hearing, that's when it went to shared. Okay, so clearly the court feels that maybe the current routine is just not in the child's best interests, and wants Kafkas to go back and have another look. Right, yeah, because um, I get all the school holidays off with my job at a school and Dad only gets four weeks a year, but he said that he still wants to share all the school holidays. And I, my argument was, but you actually can't do that. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and this is probably why the court wants it to... Because the court will have sight of the original papers 
And, you know, the fact that dad took the child without any sort of court order and you had to go to the bother of an emergency application, the courts obviously got a view on this. And depending on what that section seven um, is suggesting, the court's now thinking, well, hang on a minute, let's just, you know, is this really going to be in the best interest of the child? Right, okay, yeah, so, thank so, you. And so obviously, he's of an age where they say that um, it, it bears weight from a certain age. So does that always count if a child is saying, well, I want to just see both my parents both at the same time? Not always. It does depend on age, but it does depend on the the impact it's going to have on the child. You know, yes, a child's views will be listened to, but ultimately the adults need to make the decision. And if the parents can't or the adults can't, then it will go to the court to make that decision. So, you know, for a, for a, a variety of reasons that I'm not aware of, because I don't know your case, but there's a reason yeah. why the, the, the judge on that particular day didn't think that shared care was appropriate in the manner that it's being currently, um, you know, conducted in. Right. Okay. Yes. Thank you. All right. Okay. Thank you for all your time. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, Jane. Thanks, Lou. Bye. Bye. Tiffany, you are up next. And then I promise TikTok I'll do some questions. Tiffany, what's your question? Hello. Hello. Well, basically what it is, is um, my, I currently have a child arrangement disorder in place since 2018. Yeah. Um, everything has been going fine. My son has basically stayed with, obviously, my ex-partner and his girlfriend. However, it's come to my attention that they have actually split up. Um, now, the issue I am having is um, when we were in court, um, the CAFCAS went out to check that the um, house was appropriate and there was beds and, you know, the, the normal thing that a child needs. Um, my only concern is he's due to go and see his dad again in a fortnight and his dad isn't actually staying with the child. Um, he said that the child can stay at the ex-girlfriend's house. However, He's not going to be there. He is basically going to pick the child up from school on the Friday, take him to the girlfriend's, then obviously stay elsewhere and then go back and pick the child up on the Saturday. Now, I just want to know whether I can allow that or whether um, it needs to go back to court and actually something else be set in stone. So when father has the child, he can exercise his parental responsibility and make decisions as to who the child sees and who the child stays with, okay? Okay, so yeah. Unless you feel that the child's going to come to harm when with the girlfriend, you can allow father to make those decisions. It does seem strange, but is it because maybe he can't have the child stay over where he's living currently, for example? Well, basically, he has no fixed abode, so he's actually homeless at the moment, um, well, and that's the reason why he yeah. said to exercise his parental responsibility. Um, the ex-girlfriend has obviously to to make it easier for contact because obviously we don't want to stop contact um, and that's not my intention either it's just the fact that I want to know that the child is going to be in a safe enough environment so that um, he can still have access okay so so I th and, and that's a conversation you need to have with dad isn't it so yeah. un un unless you've got concerns your initial question to me is you know can dad do that my answer to you is yes he can I think what you're saying is, can I stop dad from doing it? So what I'm trying to say to you is you can stop him if you think he's got welfare concerns. The child has what, you know. No, you I, don't, 
I don't see if there are concerns in regards to this. Um, I just wanted some advice just to make sure that um, it is still adequate that he can do this, even though that they're not together, that the child can still stay with the ex-partner. Yeah, no, that's fine, Tiffany. As long as the child's safe, that's fine. Okay, right. um, that was just my question to you, and I really appreciate your time. No Thank problem. You. Thanks, Tiffany. Bye-bye. Have a good day. You Bye. too. Couple of questions on um, TikTok. So, can the court set aside a financial order once it's gone into court? Um, well, you'd have to be quick. Like before the order is made, you'd and you'd have to give good reason why. Um, especially if it's, I'm thinking it's a consent order. Um, it's very difficult to set aside a financial order once it's actually been made. So, if you've just sent it into court and there's something awry or something's happened, exceptional circumstances your solicitor's gonna to have to act very quickly. Um, another question I saw was how long, when you issue the divorce petition, how long does it take the other side to receive that divorce petition? Well, they'll be emailed from the court, they'll be emailed an acknowledgement of service from the court, and that generally happens within a week or two, especially if it's on the new system, it generally doesn't take um, too too much longer than, than a couple of weeks. It's all done um, electronically now. So if if you if the other side hasn't received it, then I would get back in touch with the court and try to find out why. Um, do you get maintenance back if DNA proves the mum lied? No, I don't think you do, but check with the CMS. That's a better question for them, okay? Um, Captain Bloodawful, you are next. You're on mute at the moment, but whenever you're ready, ask me your question. Hi Tracy, how Hello, are you? Hello, I'm well good, today. I'm good. How are you? I'm bad. I'm not bad, just very stressed. I've spoke to you before about this um, C100 that I've done with my daughter. Yeah. So the court has given me a first hearing date. Yeah. I've got two questions. I'm just wondering if you could tell me a bit about what to expect at that first hearing and whether I need to instruct a solicitor. Um, depends on the complexities of your case. So at the first hearing, obviously the court will have the safeguarding letter. So that will um, give them some indication as to whether the child's going to be safe with either parent. And then what they're going to be looking at is what the issues are. So would they need a fact find, for example? Is mum saying some awful things as to why the children can't have contact with you? Um, are they just trivial things? Is it because mum's got worries about drug testing, for example, and therefore we sorry drug drug abuse, and therefore we need to have some drug testing done? So ultimately, what comes out of the first appointment is some directions, you know, more okay. more fact finding, more evidence gathering to try to establish um, who's who's sort of telling the truth, shall we say, and should the children be having a relationship with you? But my my ex is basically mother of my daughter saying that she can't have access to me because my ex doesn't get on with my parents and doesn't want my, her daughter around my parents when she's with me. That's the main reason why. Okay, so that isn't, that isn't good enough to stop the child from having a relationship with you, all right? And of course, that's all we're concerned about is the child having a relationship with both parents. What you then do when your daughter is having contact with you is completely up to you. Like I said to the last caller, you know, you can exercise your PR. So, so long as your parents don't prove to be a welfare concern, I'm not sure the court's going to listen to your ex's concern too much, if that makes sense. That does. And I've had a text message from her to say she has received the date of the court hearing yeah. and she says she's not, she's not coming. Well, so will the court just 
throw it out then? No, 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 they won't. What they'll most likely do is they'll want evidence that she's been served. So you keep that text message and show the court. When it's the mm. first time they miss, they will adjourn it and they'll bring it back again in, you know, whenever they've next got the court date available. Um, if she doesn't turn up at the second one, they can make an order in her absence. Okay. Because right. uh, well, she's, she's just been really vital to me and I, I've got all the messages that I can submit to court if I need to. Yeah. Um, I just don't want things to get nasty and I know my daughter really wants to see me because my in-laws, so the paternal grandparents, have been texting me and telling me. Um, but they can't go against what their daughter's saying. No, okay. But ultimately, that it, her concerns aren't enough to stop you, you having a relationship with your daughter. No. No. All right. All right. Good That's luck. That's it. That's all I want to know. Okay. Thank you. I'll let you know how I get on. Yeah, do. I'd like to know the outcome. Thanks so much. All right, then. Thanks. Bye bye. 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 Um, Sophie, you are next up. Whenever you're ready, ask me your question. Um, hi, Art. Um, basically, can you hear me okay? Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I have a shared cared order. Um, it's not in force, which I'm wanting to... I'm breaking right now because they're supposed to be turned back to their father's care, but I'm not willing to do that because I feel like their um, well-being will be compromised because my son has recently disclosed something that he was harmed while in the uh, father's care. The father doesn't actually believe him, um, and the father said he won't be going to that address, um, but I, I'm really... I'm not confident because of other reasons and I'm just quite worried of about breaking this um court order when actually I'm just doing it for my child my child doesn't want to return back either because he's scared to get told off for lying when he's not lying I think um Sophie if you're how old your child my child's seven years old okay so if they have told you something that is of concern I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be bothered about any order that's in place at the moment if it's a genuine real concern that poses yeah. real risk to the child then you have every right to stop contact until you are confident that the child won't be placed in risk again but it's not the father that he's um has been accused of anything it's yeah. um his stepson um but, so but like, what you're saying sophie is that you can't trust dad to a believe you or your your child and c yeah. stop him from taking him to the stepson again so yeah it, it is the father because if if you if you could trust the father to keep your son safe then you wouldn't have an issue with contact Okay, thank you for the yeah. reassurance. But just one more thing as well. Yeah. In the meantime, I can't send my child to school because the father will collect him from school. Um, and the school wants to abide by the court order rather than what's best for my child. Sure. So then what you need to do, if the order says he can collect from school, is you're going to have to take it back and get an emergency order. So you're going to have to get that order amended so that actually you're, he's not allowed contact anymore until such time as he can tell you that you know he's going to be safe now you can't hang about because obviously the longer you keep him away from school the more trouble you're going to be in i have asked for work and i have actually requested for him to go into another school because i didn't want to keep him off i don't know how long this is going to take um so yeah, yeah i just but, wanted to yeah i know that go, i'm doing the right thing yeah go into another school though sophie that that's you know again you're getting yourself deeper and deeper in because you are going to need dad's if dad's got PI, you're going to need his permission here. So ultimately, mm. step one, speak to dad, and it, which you already have done by the sounds of it. And if dad isn't willing to support you or listen to you or assist,
then step to an emergency application. All right, you should get before the court in a couple of days. Just tell them what's going on. They will then oh, give you a prohibited you. steps order, a prohibited steps order that says dad can't collect from school and at least the child can get back to school because the child's going to be missing his friends as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. That. Thanks, Sophie. Yes, thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. Quick question on TikTok. So, someone said, "If I have a prenup and a financial order, am I protected?" Um, so, a prenup. If you've got your financial order, then you've you've been divorced. So, I didn't quite understand the context of that. So, your financial order severs all financial ties between you and your spouse. The prenup will protect your premarital assets going into another marriage. Thank you, Tori. Um, so it, it does afford protection. Um, the, the financial order is more of your cast iron. The prenup will be listened to. The courts will be guided by them, but they're not legally binding. Um, okay. Quick question on the TikTok. Um, how to get the cheapest divorce? Do it yourself. I always say this to people, if you want to do the divorce yourself, then you can. It's the new no-fault system now. It's all done online. The only fee that you'll pay will be the court fee, which is £593, and you may even qualify for a fee remission on that, okay? So by all means, doing it yourself. Um, and another question that keeps popping up, no, that's my alarm. Sorry, Will. Um, Brendan's cooking and he's got something in the oven, clearly. Um, Another question that keeps popping up is um, how to ask me a question. Um, it, the people that you can hear have joined me on the Discord app. So they're in the lounge, they put their hand up and then they ask me a question that way. So that's how you need to do it. Um, Siobhan, you are up next. Let me take you off mute whenever you're ready. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can, yeah. Um, yes, I basically I've been um, divorced now for about six, seven months since March. Yeah. Um, and I have two court hearings, one next month and one in December. Yeah. Um, the October one is for um, family courts, obviously agreements with the children and whatnot. And the December one is a family, um, sorry, family financial remedy. Yeah. Now, I just want to say where I stand, obviously, I'm quite nervous about it. I'm quite scared about it. Like, obviously, the financial remedy is regarding the house, isn't it? Yeah. I just want to say where I stand because I work part time. Um, I'm on universal credit as well. I just want to know like where I stand. Obviously, do I stand in any anything? Obviously, you know, my my ex husband wants to sell the house. Um, I'm just a bit scared really on what I where I stand really. Um, so so what what you're asking me, Siobhan, is what you're entitled yes. to. What sort of financial settlement you're entitled to? Um, Completely. Yeah. Obviously, I do work part time. Yeah. I do have the children full time. He has them alternate weekends. That's it. Okay, so um, you're going to need a consultation, if not with me, then with another solicitor, because I, I have, the answer to your question would be, I have no idea, because I, I right. would need to know all the facts surrounding your marriage and divorce, like, you know, that that, that would take a good hour, you know, we, we go through the history, we go through yeah. the income, the medical, the children, the length of marriage, then we start to, you know, understand the breakdown of the marriage, yeah. and then we give advice as to what you're entitled to. Um, yeah, so obviously, I have, I have filled out for me, which is for the, the court, which is obviously the hearing, the first hearing. The, the financial remedy is on uh, 7th of December. So do you have a for me that I need to fill out still? But obviously, the, the, the children matter. The family court is next month. 
So I'm just a bit scared. I've never been to court before. I'm a bit like, oh, my God, what, what, you know, what do I need to say? What do I need to do? It's just a bit like up in the air kind of thing. So before, um, we, before we move on to the children's matter, let's just go back to the finance. Did you make the application yes. for the financial hearing? No, my ex-husband did. Okay, that's all right then. You, but you still need to get um, some advice about that, all right? Because when when you fill out the four me's, you're then going to swap them with your ex-husband, um, and right. you just need to know what you're entitled to. Because otherwise, you'll go to court for the finances, and you're not going to know what to what you're asking the the court to do in, by way of an order, all right? So that's the first yeah. thing. When it comes to the children matters. Um, do the children live with you and you've stopped contact? Is that what the argument's about? No, no. They, 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 obviously, they live with me full time. Yeah. Uh, my ex-husband has some alternate weekends. He just wants like a financial, like, a, financial, a, like a, a professional agreement on when he can have the children alternate weekends. He wants that in, 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 in writing, but it's like, you know, professionally done by the court. It's a bit silly, really. But he, again, he, he's put that application out to the court, not me. You know, he can't speak to me. He's a bit quite upsetting, but he can't talk to me oh. about it. But no, he's put that across to the court. But he wants a, a settled agreement on when he can have the children alternate weekends over summer holidays and right. whatnot. So all you need to do in that regard, Siobhan, is you need yes. to have it very clear in your mind what you think is going to be in the children's best interests. Completely, yeah. And then you have to weigh up the fact that they are entitled to have a relationship with their dad. And yeah. then the third, the third element of it is then you, then you would write down what you think would be an appropriate order. So at least when you go to court, you know, right, I'm going to agree to alternate weekends, Wednesday after school for tea, half the school holidays, whatever it might be. You know what I mean? Whatever, yeah. whatever you think is going to be suitable for your family. Um, and then yeah. so the court will then ask what your position is and you'll be able to tell them. They'll then ask mm -hmm. dad what he's looking for and he'll be able to tell them. And then, of course, that will help us see where the gaps lie. So, you know, you'll have yeah. your position, dad will have his position. And from there, then the court will direct certain things to be done. And it might be as simple as that Kafka's do a Section 7 report. Yeah, of course. It is absolutely fine. Like, he has them alternate weekends. He has them over the summer holidays. Yeah. Um, he wants to. He wants them um, over Christmas, one year with him, one year with me. Yeah. Now, I do have a little problem with that because, obviously, my son's birthday is Boxing Day. So he's trying to get them one year and then one year with me. But my son, he's nearly eight, and he says that he wants to see both mommy and daddy over Christmas. Yeah, so, so, so sometimes what, yeah. what, what we'll do is we'll have Christmas Eve till Christmas Day at, say, 12 o'clock with one parent. Yes. So that at exactly. least that parent can wake up and do the presents and all the rest of it. And then they'll go yeah. to the other parent for Christmas lunch. And then the following year, it switches about. So if you had Christmas lunch with them this year, next week you're going to have, sorry, next year you'll have morning with the presents, but then they'll go to dad's for Christmas lunch. So that, we that, did this, that we, yeah, we did, okay. this, we did this last year, but now he's met a girlfriend who lives in Somerset down south. Yeah. He wants to, he, again, it's travelling for him and travelling for the boys, but he's, right. you know, he wants to just be with her over Christmas at Somerset but that's again that's not my problem is it you know I'm, I'm thinking of the boys now and they want to see me over Christmas as well it's a real difficult situation yeah and nobody really wants to be doing too much traveling on Christmas day they probably want to play with their toys but equally if, if they're going to stay with you on Christmas day you might have to concede the boxing day birthday issue that's, that's that's quite a good point. Yeah, that's a real yeah. good term. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll, right. I'll, I'll put I'll put that point across over the court and then see what they say. But see what yeah, it's just what all boys' best heart. You know, like it's no, it's difficult, and he he wants them over Christmas. And last year we did that. We shared it. It was absolutely fine. But because yeah. he wants to go down to Somerset now, um, it's it's difficult because his girlfriend lives down there. So, but yeah, right. okay. Um, 
I'll sort it. Thanks so much for your help. Lovely. Thanks, Siobhan. Bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye. A couple of questions on TikTok. Is parental alienation easy um, to argue? Absolutely not. It's one of the hardest things that, that we have to do before family court. Um, because sometimes parents are just keeping the children away from the other parents because there's genuine safeguarding concerns. So it's not easy at all. Sorry, EJ, pop your hand up again um, and I will invite you up to speak. I just realised I went to put you on mute because I was talking and I kicked you off the stage. Bear with me one second because I've got um, another caller before you. Um, second question on TikTok was how long does it take for the HR1 forms to be registered? Again, within a couple of weeks, but give Land Registry a call. Make sure they've received yours. If you did send it in the post, we are still having the effects of the postal strike at the moment. Um, another quick question on TikTok. Do grandparents have rights? Not really. Only if you've had an ongoing relationship with the child and you're seeing them all the time. Um, but no, grandparents don't have automatic rights. OK, um, right. Makaira, I think I've said that right. What's your question? Hi, how are Hello. you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Um, yeah, just a quick question. So I had a um, non-molestation order uh, put in place on the 12th of August. Yeah. Um, there has been breaches to that non-molestation order five times um, since it's been put in place. Yeah. Um, I have reported it um, every single time. Um, and there is kind of a, a, um, an arrest kind of warrant out for my ex-partner. Um, but is there anything else I can do? Because it seems to be taking like a serious long time and I just get, keep getting told that because of police resources, then because of the Queen's death, they don't have people to do it. And yeah. um, also, I just wanted to know, is there anything else? I mean, should I contact the court to let them know? I mean, I don't really know. Not really. I mean, you have your order, so that gives you your protection. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, the, the, the more that it's being breached and the more that you keep ringing the police, um, the, well, that, that's your only recourse. You know, if, if you aren't, I'm sure if you are regularly unsafe and, and do the, is it because they don't know where he is at the moment? Well, they have been out, um, I believe, twice um, to his home address. Yeah. Um, but I, I just feel like they do silly things like... You know, I've given them his work address, um, where he obviously resides to every day, and they'll go out like in the middle of the day of an afternoon to his home address, which I find bizarre. strange. Yeah, bizarre. And I think what happens is that you know the the new the the rot the rotors switches, don't they? So the new shift yeah. come in, and they just pick up the jobs for today, and they just go around and sort of tick them off. And I suppose maybe that's what's happening. All you can do is keep going back to the police. That's all you can do. Um, okay. because you have your non-mol so it's no good going back to family court you've just got yeah. to keep on at them especially if they're still breaching okay and what, what what is normally the kind of the process after that so let's say you know they do arrest i mean what then happens well from there's, there there's criminal charges then potentially um and yeah. dependent on the extent of the breach he could be charged and prosecuted under the criminal court okay Okay. All right. All right. That, that, yeah, that was pretty much it. Thank you for your time. No worries. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Um, quick question on TikTok. Do fathers win in court? All the time, fathers win in court. And, you know, I would, I would change that terminology. It's not about winning. You know, when we go to family court, we're not winning. 
we are there because unfortunately the parents can't decide what's in the best interest of the children. They can't decide, so it's not about winning. But um, do fathers get to see their children? Absolutely they do. That's what the law says. Yes, they do. I'll go to Alastair. Alastair, what's your question? Hi there. Hi. Uh, just a very one, quick one from me. Um, I've put in a shared uh, care application. Yeah. Uh, um, our son is two and a half. Yeah. Um, so still quite young. Um, currently got objections from the um, from his mother um, because she's basically still saying that he is uh, breastfed. Um, now, obviously, if that was the case then I'm no disagreement with how that should how should, how should that should, uh, play out. However, there are occasions where she'll go out and she'll leave, uh, leave our son with the grandparents absolutely fine, but she won't allow me to have um, our son over, overnight because of that. So, so how I'm much, just wondering how, much how a court would kind of, or a judge would see that. How much contact are you getting at the moment? So it is, I get a full day on a Saturday, uh, and then half day on a, uh, on a on a Sunday, but again that changes on dependence. So, for example, uh, yesterday. So normally I have him Sunday morning, but then that changed Saturday night. Where well, you'll have to have him because I've got something planned Sunday morning, so you'll have to have him Sunday evening. So it's very sporadic, and that's why I want the order in place so I can have that kind of agreed time. And what would what would you be looking for? So I've heard very, you know, it's quite good listening to people on here and, and, and what kind of the, what works for me. And I guess, um, you know, that, that similar arrangement, but again, overnight to, to some degree over the weekend. Not every weekend, because I get that that should uh, be shared, uh, but also, you know, a day in the week as well. So you'd be looking for, let's say, alternate weekends, Saturday returning on the Sunday and then yeah. a day, a day in the week. Yes. Yeah, okay. So the first thing I would say is your request isn't unreasonable. Definitely not unreasonable. And at two and a half, the court would be looking um, to grant you that. You, you're not being given contact because there's welfare concerns. You're not getting contact because it doesn't suit mum. Um, if mum says that she is breastfeeding the child, how often is she breastfeeding him? So, again, it, this is just in, in the evening, just before bed. Now, obviously, okay. I don't know that because I don't live with them. Yeah. So, but, but what again, I do know is that there's occasions where she'll um, she'll go out and yeah. leave the child or our child with her grandparents, yeah. but not me. And what I basically said is, why can't I have him overnight while they, you know, if she wants to go out or do whatever she wants to go and do. Yeah. But also, I mean, that, you know, she said, cool, it's because you've never put him off to, off to sleep. Well... I've not had that opportunity to do that, and yeah. that's the pushback. So essentially, then. what the, the the and the reason why I started by asking you what you wanted in terms of contact is so that I could establish if it was fair and reasonable. But also, mm -hmm. if she is giving him, uh, if she's breastfeeding him just before he goes to bed, and that's the only time she's doing it, we're saying once every fourteen nights. Could you just express? Just express and that is, milk. that's also you know, and, and without sounding because I guess this is a contentious effort coming from from a not, father that no, you know, I not, wouldn't not ever get involved, involved in that. But I guess I have to challenge it to some degree, um, and a that's absolutely. what I've said. But I've been told that's not my decision to make. No, it is your decision to make because the child has a right to have a relationship with you, and it's very yeah. weak for mom to say, "Well, you can never have him overnight because he's still being breastfed." 
ultimately, mum mm-hmm. is making that decision and you have parental responsibility for him. So it's, yeah. she's being very unfair in making that decision without, con, you know, without giving any thought to the fact that the child, you've never been able to put him to bed or her to bed and, and, and read a story. That's really and, and that's the bit she'll, she'll put in. Well, you've never read him a story. So, well, is that one of the is that one of the things I'll have to do? It's, it's not even a question. It would exactly. also always happen. Exactly. Um, but I guess that's it because it's it, it feels like it's a decision that's based between my son and um, his mother. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of should should I really be getting involved in that decision? And that's kind of why I've not really challenged it up to this point because yeah. I believe he's at an age now where. Potentially shouldn't be, but again, is that yeah. is that wrong for me to say that as well? And not you know no, that's, I mean, where, that's the difficulty of well. Yeah, and and there's a comment there on TikTok from from Lauren Martin, and if the child won't take a bottle, question mark. Ultimately, it's not about the child having a bottle or being breastfed. It's about the child having one night out of every fourteen with his father. That's yeah. way more important. Way more yeah. important. I'm sorry, yeah. if, if you were saying, well, I want the child every single night and he was six months old, this child's two and a half. So... I, I, but I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be there. I wouldn't do that because that's not right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think I'm being unreasonable. And no, I kinda, you're not. Not at all. I reassurance there that I believe that I wasn't being unreasonable. But Not at all. Not at all. I think you're being more than reasonable. Um, you're, you're asking for one night a fortnight that the you know your child's two and a half no it, it's time that mum allowed that overnight contact to take place definitely yeah. all right much appreciated thanks for your help as always you're welcome thanks bye-bye thanks. Bye. right mo 85 what's your question hi uh, my question is around uh obtaining a financial order yeah um i have been trying to um move things forward with my ex-wife in relation to resolving matters in trying to avoid going to court. Um, she's, through her solicitor, communicated several times, giving dates um, from where we can actually um, exchange for, for me. Yeah. Um, but after waiting almost six months from when they actually gave me a date, I've now received an, an email from her solicitor saying that they no, no longer have instructions. Okay. So I've given her another two weeks saying you need to actually have a solicitor in place or and be ready to exchange form form ease or at the end of this month, I'm going to put in an application to court to pro- progress the issue forward. Now, would that be seen as being aggressive and uh, how would the court take it if I just put an application in now, um, given that we, we did verbally agree to do uh, voluntary disclosures? What is the date that's been agreed, Mo, first of all, to do the voluntary? Oh, that was agreed in the beginning of the year. First, they said 15th of March, then they said 30th of March, and every month it just turns to the end of the month. Okay, well then I would, yeah, I'd be making an application to court because clearly they're not taking it seriously and they're not engaging. So, yeah, I okay. think it's and time you won't to go against me in any no. way like that. Um, no, no. Not if you've been no. trying to exchange since March. Absolutely not. No. I mean, look, you'll make your application, Mo. You're not going to get a court date for three months. So, you know, even though you've made your application, you can still try to do a voluntary exchange in the next three months. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but if if I put the application in and uh, then I, I, I pay for the application, 
Mm-hmm. Um, would that? When would they contact me to for for the payment for the application? Straight away. So if you if straight you, away. Yeah, if you uploaded the form now, they'd be ringing you tomorrow to get your card details. All right, I'll, I was going to do it by email. Yeah, then they'll ring you. Either way, they're going to ring you for the card details. Fine. The and then it's usually about, what, three months before they'll give you a date for, yes. for, for the first hearing? Yes, absolutely. You, you'll get your date within a couple of weeks of making an application, but usually the dates are about three months in advance, yeah. Oh, okay, fine. All right. Okay. So in the, if in between that time we resolve matters, I can I can call the court, I can email the court and and ask them to um, free uh, free the date now. Or, well, no, you, know, you, cancel the hearing. You, you don't want to do that. You if you agree, you're going to send them in a consent order. So the court's going to make the order. All right. So right. it's so if there's no harm in actually putting the application, it was no, you need no, no, to no. do something at some yeah, point. Absolutely. Okay, fine, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Even if you arrive at the um, consent order by consent, it's fine. You still need the court to seal it. Oh right. Oh perfect. Okay. Right. At least this will progress the the issue. Okay. Yeah, fine. Absolutely. Oh okay. Thank you so much. All right. Really no worries. Thanks, Mo. Bye. <laughs> Thank Bye. you so much. Right, guys, another great night on the Discord. I hope that's helped with all of your uh, family law questions. Apologies to those still with your hand up, but I am back again tomorrow at 6pm for another hour. Um, So join me then. Until that time, take care, look after yourselves um, and speak to you tomorrow. Cheers, guys.